Hello and welcome to Somos Padres, a podcast dedicated to the constant development of our parenting and ourselves. We are your hosts, Paulo and Yesenia. Thanks for joining us as we share our parenting experiences rooted within the context of our own life journey. In that spirit, we will also be sharing parenting information and the stories of mothers and padres out there who have embraced their own personal evolution as the greatest gift of parenthood. Here we go. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Somos Padres. I think you're going to notice that it's just going to be me today. Welcome. Before we get started, I wanted to just um, let everybody know that today's episode could be a trigger. So I just wanted to start with a little trigger warning because we are going to talk about some heavy stuff today. We're going to have some challenging, difficult, hard conversations, mostly me talking to you, <laughs> but even so, um, it could be hard and a trigger for, for you. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about child sexual abuse. So I want to start with that. And the reason that we're going to do this episode, the reason why this episode had to be done now is because, uh, like many of you, this past week, I listened to the Dr. Ford testimony where she shared during the Supreme Court nomination hearings, she shared her own experience of sexual assault when she was 15 years old. That same day, I was, um, Later that day, I was participating in Dr. Shivali Sabari's weekly meditation class. She's been doing it all of 2018. So I participated in that. And she also was talking about the hearing. She was talking about her own history of molestation when she was growing up in India. And she also talked about liberation she talked about how Dr. Ford was standing in her own liberation and it had nothing to do, her liberation had nothing to do with whether or not anyone was going to believe her, whether or not Mr. Kavanaugh would be confirmed. That had nothing to do with it because she was standing in her truth and she was being authentic and real and talking about her truth. And I felt so inspired by that. It gave me so much peace. Her sharing inspired me so much in ways that I think that I'm only now understanding. The synergy of this moment, that this episode is exactly what this moment needed. Because you see, like Dr. Ford, I was sexually abused. And like Dr. Ford, I knew my abusers. And like Dr. Ford, I didn't tell until I was an adult. And like Dr. Ford, I am 
only telling because I think that it will help people because it will change the conversation. I believe that it can change the conversation in some way around sexual abuse, expanding it into the way we parent because there's a message bigger than just sharing for the sake of sharing. I think that sometimes it is, it is about telling and it is about sharing and being vulnerable and connecting and being authentic, but you know, just by sharing. But to me, for me personally, it had to be bigger than just my sharing. So that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to share my story to give potentially you and others a different way of looking at parenting. So let's get started. What I want to start with is some statistics. Uh, And I'm using statistics from the website Darkness to Light or the organization from Darkness to Light, d2l.org. And I chose these specific statistics because they're the most recent Um, So just a few things, right? So one in 10 children will be sexually abused by the age of 18. One in seven girls and one in 25 boys. Children are victimized at a much higher rate than adults. I don't know if you had ever thought about that. I think there is potentially this idea that adults uh, are raped or sexually assaulted more than children. That is not the case. Uh, Children are victimized at a much higher rate than adults and especially young teenagers. They are two and a half times more likely to be assaulted than an adult. Of children who are sexually abused, 20% are abused before the age of eight. I was one of them. And given the statistics and what I know, maybe you were too. Only about a third of children or only about a third of child sexual abuse incidents are identified and even fewer are reported. So what they shared is that the estimates are, because these are estimates, right? How do you know how much something is happening if it's not reported, right? Um, So the estimate is that 30% of child victims disclose, but of those, 40% tell a close friend instead of an adult. These disclosures do not always end in reports. So what does it say? This says that the vast majority of child sexual abuse incidents are never reported. Why are they not reported? I want you to think about this. Because I sat with that question for a very long time. And it propelled the way I parented because, see, I needed to understand for myself why I never told anyone because I didn't. I literally told my parents like a year and a half ago when I was 37 years old. And I'll just share this now. I, I, I told my parents because I listened to the Supermamas podcast and Paulina talked about how she had just told her parents as an adult and I was like well oh my god if Paulina can do it so can I maybe I 
can liberate myself too and tell them. So I did. And that was the hardest moment of my life. Like you guys just, you don't even understand. I don't Maybe you do. That was the hardest moment of my life. And one of the reasons why I love Paolo Menchaca so much. Because he sat there with me and he helped me do it. Anyways, I digress. So I had to sit with why I never told my parents. And I have to tell you guys that all of a sudden I realized why I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them because I was so afraid of them. I was so afraid. And so I wasn't willing to take the chance to tell them what was happening to me. And it's not like it happened with one person. It happened with multiple people. And every single time, I never told them. And there's a lot to unpack, you know, even within all of that. But the bottom line is that I didn't feel safe with them. I, I mean, I just didn't, it wasn't a safe enough place for me. We didn't tell each other things. We didn't, we didn't communicate like that. I never heard those words of, honey, I hope you know that you can tell me anything, anything, as scary as it is. You can tell me anything and it will be okay and I will love you and nothing will change. You can tell me anything. This is a safe place, honey. Do you know how much I love you? Do you know that there's nothing that you could ever do that would make me love you any less? I wish I had heard those words. I wish that the way that I was parented didn't communicate the opposite. So I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I mean, I guess I could, but I just, I just felt like I couldn't do it. And so I didn't. So some related data to what I just said, they've actually done research on abusers and they've asked them for like, what are you looking for when choosing a child to abuse? And they report that they look for passive, quiet, troubled, lonely, obedient, submissive children who are passive and fearful. Fearful. I was so obedient. Like, because I knew my parents loved that. They, I, I knew that if I did whatever they told me to do, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be yelled at. I wouldn't have consequences, right, to that. So I tried to stay in the lane. If they told me to sit, I would sit, right? I was, you know, one of those children where the, uh, where the other other adults would always say, oh, you have such a good child. And at home, I had older siblings that were getting into a lot of trouble and just creating a lot of problems at home. And I think that I also felt like I needed to be the good one or, or give that to my parents. Like I took that upon my shoulders. Like I need to be 
good because they don't have that and I want them to have that. It's almost like there was also this level of fear of like, I'm afraid that my parents wouldn't be able to handle this on top of all of that. Do you know? And let me say that I think that today's episode is so important because while I admire all of the information that's out out there on the internet about tips and ways in which you can minimize your child's likelihood of being a target or what to do and all of those things as much as I admire and they're amazing and it's wonderful and beautiful, but who is talking about the fact that the way you parent It doesn't matter all those things that you do. You can do all those things. Like even on darkness to light, they say there's five steps to minimizing, you know, um, your child being a target. Learn the facts, minimize opportunity, talk about it, recognize the signs, react responsibly. Yeah, you could do all those things. But if you parent from a place where your child is afraid of you, it won't matter because they're not going to tell you. There are consequences to creating or to parenting children from a place that creates fear in them. Unintended consequences. You know, my parents didn't want this to happen to me. They didn't want me not to tell them. They wanted me to tell them. Of course they did. They love me. They were there to protect me. If I would have said something, they would have done something. But I was so afraid And you love your children. You do. I know you do. You want them to be safe. And you want them to tell you everything. I know you do. But sometimes we're not aware in the moment to decide whether the way that I'm going to parent my child in this very moment is creating trust or is creating fear in making it less likely that they're going to tell me when someone hurts them or when they're hurt. And it's not like this is only about sexual abuse. That's not the only thing they might not be telling you. What else are you missing out on knowing? Are they being bullied? Did they have a fight with their friend? Are they sad because kids won't play with them sometimes? Or someone wouldn't share? How about this? Do they tell you when you hurt their feelings? When you're being mean? When what you say makes them cry? Because that's real truth to power, if you ask me. At least in their world. I mean, I think about this sometimes, even as an adult, when I have a problem, do I go to my parents? Even today, not really right? Because that's not a muscle that I've kind of cultivated because I'm still afraid of their reaction (laughs) in some way, right? It gets ingrained in you. I mean, if you've listened to last week's episode, you probably know more about Paolo and my relationship than my parents do. (laughs) But something else that we've also talked about here, right? We've talked about how Our parents can only go as far as what they've had, right? So my parents, they didn't know 
right? They didn't grow up with parents who told them those words. They didn't grow up with parents who believed them when they said something, if they said anything that was happening to them. They didn't grow up with those skills. So I'm not here saying that in any way am I judging them because I'm not. But what I am saying is that when I look forward, when I think about my kids in the future, and I think about when they have a problem or when something's happening to them, and I think about that, I want them to be able to tell me. I want them to trust me enough to tell me. I do. I want to know. I want to be there for them. I want to be a safe place for them forever. So when I assess my experience, the bottom line in one of my core values in how I see parenting is this idea that whatever I do, however I parent, it has to communicate to my child that they are loved and that I am still a safe place. Does that mean I'm perfect 100% of the time? Oh, heck no. But it does mean that if I mess up, I own it. I come back and I apologize and I say, I am so sorry, honey. I shouldn't have behaved that way. There was nothing that you did that deserved you being treated that way. That there's nothing you can do. You deserve to be treated with respect. And it can be done, guys. Just because we parent from a place where we don't use fear as a crutch, it doesn't mean that we're going to have spoiled, rotten children that do whatever they want to do. No. It doesn't mean that you're going to have some entitled child who would be okay with sexually assaulting another adult in the future. It doesn't mean that that is what you're creating. It doesn't mean that you're creating these people that will not know boundaries. No. You won't create adults like that because they will never see that because they will never they will never experience that that is not what you will teach them they won't behave that way because all they will see is love and truth and honor and respect so today what this episode is really about it is not about the child sexual abuse it is not about me sharing that that happened to me to you no That is not what this episode is about. So please don't tell me how brave I am for sharing this. Don't tell me I'm really sorry that that happened to you. No, I don't want to hear any of that. I appreciate that. And that is really lovely of you to say. I really do. I appreciate it. That's not why I did this episode. At the end of the day, this episode is about making you think or rethink the way that you parent and rethink whether or not the way that you parent is moving your child towards trusting you with their most valuable information. Are you a safe place or not? And I want you to know that you can do something. You can always do something. That the way that you parent, even the way that you parent is you being revolutionary and you doing something about this issue the way that you raise your girls, the way that you raise your boys, all of it. To raise them, to change the future, to change the generations, to impact them. You can do something about that with the way that you parent. 
Actually, I, I think that that's one of the reasons why they say that parenting is the most important job. I really do. In your hands is always the future of your generations to come. Your lineage. They are in your hands too. Okay, that is it, guys. Thank you so much. I know I'm probably leaving you in the midst of this like deep thought because that's how I'm feeling right now. Even my head is spinning. But at the end of the day, thank you so much for being here, for listening, for joining us on this journey. If you uh, would like to look any of this information up, I would suggest going for, to this website from darkness to light, d2l.org. And uh, they also posted the National Child Sexual Abuse Hotline. If you need that for more information, dial 1-866-4LIGHT. All right, guys. Thank you so much. See you next time. Ciao. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and please leave a review. It is a super, super important in order to help spread the message. You can follow us, our parents, on Instagram at iam.isenia, at palomenchaka, and at somos.bardres. You can also subscribe to their newsletter on their website at somos-bardres.com. Gracias.